Hi, it's Shelly. And I'm Laura. And this is Between the Spines. A podcast for people who want to know the end of the book before they read the book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So today we are going to talk about Tia Williams' Seven Days in June. Ooh, I'm excited. Um, I've seen this one all around like book talk and I feel like it's been on my radar for a while. And so I'm excited to get to hear about it. So I have started this book before. Um, yeah, I started it before mm-hmm. <laughs> a part of one of my, my online book clubs that like I mysteriously disappear from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, when I started it, I really loved it. And I remember, um, talking to a lot of of the women that were inside the book club and you know um a lot of these women not being a a fan of romance so you Mm -hmm. know uh, some of them don't really like the fluff and I'm like Mm -hmm. I love the fluff I love the Mm -hmm. imagery I love the way the things are described you know Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm one I'm one of those people so I can't like help you out because I (laughs) enjoy this book um Mm -hmm. So actually having the chance to sit down and listen to it, mm-hmm. I found that I still enjoyed the book. So <laughs> I wasn't actually sure if it was like a true romance because the the like title looks where the the front of the book like looks much more serious than a lot of the books that I usually like pick up. They have like cartoon characters on the front or something. And so it's good mm-hmm. to hear that it's like fluffy because I wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's told in a non-linear way. Mm-hmm. So I could tell it in a linear way, but then I feel like where's the fun in that? Because you're not yeah. getting like, you know, all the little twists and turns that come with the book. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're going to talk about this in the way I read it mm-hmm. um, <laughs> or the way it was read to me, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you know, we're going to miss details along the way. So as always, support <laughs> yeah. the author. Um, because I honestly think that you won't get the full, the full scope of the mm-hmm. story unless you read the book for yourselves and you actually get all those details. Um, as always, buy the book. If you can't buy the book, then there's always your local library. Um, there's mm-hmm. Libby, of course, as well. Yeah. So our main characters Ooh, in our book. Before we jump in. Yes. We want to just briefly talk about, so previously on the podcast, we made a statement supporting Palestine. We still definitely stand by that statement. During that statement, I said that we would only support pro-Palestinian authors. And we did want to address that it doesn't look like Antia Williams, who's who wrote this book, on her Instagram or what we could find online that she's made a statement on Palestine. Um And so we're not sure of her views and we do want to address that we're not quite following the, the, um, the statement with that we made that we would only support pro-Palestinian authors. Um, so we just wanted to address that before getting into the episode. Mm -hmm. And we did want to highlight a book that is by a Palestinian author that I read today. I finished it today and I was actually very excited that we were recording the podcast so I could, you know drop a little recommendation. So it's called Courting Samira and it's by Amal Awad, um, A-M-A-L and then last name A-W-A-D. So if I didn't say that right, that's how you spell it. Um, But it was so cute. 
Um, she is a Sydney-based Palestinian author. And I just really had so much fun with this book. I read it so fast. I literally got it last night and finished it like this afternoon. <laughs> but yes, definitely highly recommend Courting Samira. Um, yeah, so support that author as well. But and now we can- I just want to point yeah. out that like at any time, y'all can always leave comments. You can email us. You could DM us. You could tell us about authors. Um, you know, me and Laura aren't perfect. And um, sometimes we may not do our research as well as all of you do. Um, we may not know the authors that we're reading as well as all of you do. So like at any time, you can write us, you can talk to us, you could say, hey, this author's a piece of shit. And we will definitely look into that. And like, mm -hmm. we, we, we are very understanding people. We know that the internet can sometimes be a scary place, um, mm -hmm. but it is okay to talk to us like regular people. And mm -hmm. um, we're, we're always down to delete an episode for the cause. If we absolutely have to, mm -hmm. uh, we just really hope it's not Holly Black. <laughs> we have invested in Holly Black. Holly Black, you better are, be good. We to have us, invested girl. in her. <laughs> yeah. But like, if we absolutely had to, yes. we would. You Obviously. Know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, I think in the same vein as that, if you have authors that you absolutely love and you think like, their work should definitely be highlighted on the podcast. Let us know that too. We definitely want suggestions. I always love hearing what books people love so that I can also dive into that world. So yes, we're, we're available is what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. So now we're going to start. Take it away. Book. All right. Mm -hmm. So Seven Days of June by Tia Williams. Cool. So our main character in the book, her name is Eva, all right? So okay. Eva Mercy is a very successful erotica writer, right? Because mm -hmm. we love when writers write mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. writers, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, amazing. And she lives in Brooklyn mm -hmm. with her daughter, Audrey. Uh, Audrey or Audra, it's, 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 it's somewhere in between there, right? So <laughs> sure. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna, we're going to go with Audra. So okay. she lives in Brooklyn with her daughter, Audra, and Eva is on her, she has written 13 books inside of this series, and the names oh, of wow. the series is Curse. Okay. And um, out of the book, their mm -hmm. names are Sebastian and Gia. Gia okay. is a witch. Mm -hmm. Sebastian is a vampire. Um, I love it already. In love. <laughs> uh -huh. And every time they have sex, after they fall asleep, Sebastian wakes up on the other side of the world. <laughs> that, that is the why? That's a wild premise, and I'm loving so, it. What for, for 13 books? Uh -huh. uh, she has been building this fan base uh, of people who love Sebastian and Gia. Um, so much so to the point that people get tattoos mm -hmm. that are dedicated to these characters. Um, both of the characters have tattoos on their body. Um uh, Gia has a S for Sebastian mm -hmm. and Sebastian has a G for Gia. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So she's been living in this kind of world where she writes these books mm -hmm. and she kind of hates writing. 
And, but, but this is how she makes her bread and butter. You know, it started Mm. off as something that she really loved. And then, you know, later on, it's like, I've been writing this book forever. I'm tired of writing this book. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, but she's also a single parent, you know, she's divorced. So Mm -hmm. Audra's dad does live in California, which she nicknamed Dadafornia. And she (laughs) goes out there every uh, summer, you know, mm-hmm. and it has the time of her life because dad is vacation. Yeah. Basically mm-hmm. that's how she describes it. Dad is vacation right. and mom is home. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's sweet. yeah. So she, the book starts out and she's at this, uh, this, this kind of, uh, event book event mm-hmm. that she got invited to that these fans put on and, you know, they're all there and they're, they mm-hmm. have their books out so she can sign them and they're all drinking. And the, the event is kind of like in a dungeon, like low key, like a little sex dungeon. So there's oh, like wow. people dressed up, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we'll bring you your drinks and we'll like <laughs> also maybe do some other things if you ask them to do it, you know, Ooh. like, so she's in this like chair, you know, like mm-hmm. a, like a phone and she gets up and she forgets that she is handcuffed to this chair. She falls. Oh, she face falls. Uh-huh. Because at this point, she's tired of the conversation. You know, her mm-hmm. fan base, even though her characters are Black, mm-hmm. her fan base is mainly stay-at-home, middle-class, wine moms, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. mainly white folk. Hmm. And so... Uh, and while she's there and she's listening to these women talk mm-hmm. and she's acting like she's drinking alcohol, but she's not drinking alcohol because she can't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you why in a bit, okay. mm-hmm. but like it's the conversation's wild. Like really? one of the moms are like, can I tell you guys a secret? My son plays football. And every time I go to a football game and I see like the black boys, I'm just like, Oh, I get so turned on. And she's just like, oh my God, I'm Those writing these are children. I think her son is in college at this point. But uh, she's still, still like, no, I'm writing care. these That's books. Really she's like, mm-hmm. I'm writing these books. And all it's doing is making these white women think it's okay to have like a fetishization yeah, for black, black people. Men. Yeah, no. And mm-hmm. she's just like, and I can't do this conversation anymore. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I can't like just curse out my audience and alienate my audience either because I have a child to take care of. Mm-hmm. So by then her head starts pounding. So mm-hmm. Eva has this condition. It is. An I think invisible... I missed. Why is she handcuffed to the throne? What? It's a dungeon style room. She it's some kinky, you know, they got like yeah. props and shit and she let them handcuff her to the chair, oh. you know, just to like be with the ambiance and the women mm-hmm. and like she yeah. wants to look fierce in front of them you know and on top yeah. of that she's like an erotica writer so right like, no i get like it just a seems part of her image as well yeah so i wouldn't want them so... to actually do it i would want them to fake do it you know but yeah. anyway, go ahead. so her head starts pounding yeah um she has this invisible illness and they've never really been able to figure out what it is but she gets like these splitting headaches and migraines mm-hmm. Sometimes her body is just like in full pain. It mm. gets to the point that like her her eyesight gets blurry. Like she talks about mm. how like people's faces, like their nose mm. will start to melt into like their mouth Ooh. and like things like that is how it's described. Interesting. And um, 
you know, she's into so many doctors. They don't really know what it is. Mm -hmm. She's been this way since she was, since she was very young. And so, um, she's always found other ways to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And whether that's, she gets prescription for like a certain, like, like a, a pain medication, almost like Mm -hmm. a sedative that she could shoot up in her leg. That'll help her. You know, she also, Mm -hmm. she keeps edibles on hand, Mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. She hides weed in her house, things like Mm -hmm. that. That'll like dull the ache or like numb it out. Um, because that's the only way that she's been able to deal with it. Yeah, that sounds really hard. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, she goes to the bathroom, she shoots herself Mm -hmm. with with one of her her medication uh, Mm -hmm. needles and she's there and, you know, the edges start to calm down, everything starts to calm down. And she's kind of like, mm, I'm not going back in there with those women. So she yeah, just calls that sounds like a good call girl tells them that she's that she has like something that she has to do with her daughter, which is her always her excuse that there's something yeah. wrong with her daughter and she needs to go. Mm-hmm. And she leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, she gets home, she gets mm-hmm. a text message from her daughter, her daughter is like, Mom, I need more feathers so I can finish my portrait of mom of grandma Lizette for my school project. Uh-huh. Wait, and, how old um, is Audrey? Audrey is. I had listen. I had a. <laughs> I had a, like a, a really good like summary uh, mm-hmm. pulled up, and yeah. then like I got into our searching about the author's views, and uh, then I yeah. lost it. That's so okay. I that's a okay. one really quickly, but I want to say that she has to be in middle school. She's oh, like okay. middle school age. Yeah. All right. She's, yeah. She's young, mm-hmm. but extremely insightful. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what she says. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, my daughter is like a true elite, like Brooklyn kid. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, he goes to a Brooklyn private school mm-hmm. that focuses mm-hmm. on art and teaching you about politics mm-hmm. my daughter can name every ism can tell mm-hmm. can diagnose you in a second because her daughter <laughs> wants to be a celebrity um a celebrity therapist oh like and dr so, phil or something yeah so she runs like <laughs> her funny. own little clinic through mm-hmm. the school oh and interesting. she's like she's As like diagnosing kids getting money from them what? like and she's like that- so, Audrey, you have to stop doing this. Yeah. Okay. Pre- good. Good, mom. You know, yeah. <laughs> preteens gonna do what preteens gonna do. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, because her daughter had to do a project about a feminist icon, and she decided that she was gonna do it about her grandma. Oh, that's based sweet. on the stories that Eva has told her about her grandma growing up. Mm-hmm. Stories that are. Oh, not embellished. True. Oh, oh, just lies. Um, okay, okay. Are some of the details might be true, but most mm-hmm. of the most of the things are embellished to make her mother seem like she was a better mom than she was. So mm-hmm. instead of saying, um, you know, uh, mom was a woman who used her body to get what she wanted, and mm-hmm. she would have her boyfriends who were almost like transactional clients Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. to get what she wanted. So like all these times that we traveled around and we lived in all these different places was because mom was following a man who was giving her something at the time. Mm -hmm. And most of these men were abusive, but Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to say like, you know, my mom 
had a clientele list and was kind of like, you know, a, a high, a high paying escort. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, so I, um, she tells me that her mom was a, a model mm-hmm. and she traveled mm-hmm. the world with her. She was a, um, a feminist icon mm-hmm. is how she describes her. So, so Audrey really looks up to this image of mm-hmm. her grandma that her mother painted. Is her grandma still alive? Want, she's still alive. Oh, okay. Um, but she doesn't want her to know like how tragic her childhood really was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. So after that, um, basically she's trying to figure out everything and she gets a call from her agent. Mm-hmm. Her agent's name is Cece. So Cece is like, how do I describe Cece? I feel like Cece is like the Oprah Winfrey of like the literary world. You know, Cece mm-hmm. knows everybody. Cece done helped everybody out. Mm-hmm. Cece, you know, cool. Cece, Cece tells a whole chapter on her book, on her life. There's a mm-hmm. chapter that's just from Cece's point of view. And she's like, yeah, I I went to a party with Michelle Obama and I heard her <laughs> talking about um, wanting to write a book. So I just walked up to her and whispered in her ear, they want to hear about Southside. And she's like, they want to hear about how I grew up. And she's like, everybody wants to hear, believe me. I know this is what I do for a living. You know, so Cece's <laughs> like, she's discovered she's, yeah, everybody, she's you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. <laughs> so Cece's like, look, first of all, where's your chapters at? Because you're mm-hmm. you're supposed to be writing book 14. How long is the series going to be? That's a long <laughs> exactly. series. Until until it comes to an end, I guess. Dude, that'd be like, like 26 of, of our episodes. Like, <laughs> And she's like, on top of that, um, mm-hmm. you're also supposed to be, um, oh, so uh, somebody brought the rights so that they could produce a movie of Curse. Oh, cool. And mm-hmm. Eva wrote the screenplay for it. So they oh, have wow. been trying to find a director but mm-hmm. all of the directors that they have found don't want to do the book. They're just kind of like, mm, it's not my thing. Like, that's not in my circuit. Like, I don't want to do that. And Whatever, so man. I can't remember if this was before or after the panel, but I don't think it uh, matters either way. Okay. So they do meet with the director mm-hmm. and this director really wants the movie um, but at this point, it's the only director. It's the last director. So they're thinking that they're just going to have to say yes. This woman oh, wants no. to take her characters and turn her characters white to make what? them more mainstream inside of the movie. Oh, um, geez, and it is another black director, but she's kind of like, what the hell? Like, no. But at this point, Cece is like, we don't have any other options. And what? so Cece's okay with this. They're Just not okay with it, the but movie. they're kind of like, we need to Wait. make this into a movie. What? And no. so she's like, okay. So she just kind of like goes along with this conversation, steamrolls over it. But like they de- they haven't signed a contract or anything. Okay, so nothing good. is like set in stone. Mm-hmm. And so after that, Cece is like, I need you to come and be one of the artists on this panel. Mm-hmm. It was uh, supposed to be... I think Zadie Smith. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read a Zadie Smith book, but she uh, she wrote uh, White Teeth. Have you ever read that book? I I read it in college and I loved it. White Teeth. Okay. 
Yeah, no, I don't it's think very, I read it. It's a very weird book. It skips around a lot. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, it tells the story of a lot of different people. But I, I loved that book when I was in college and I read it for a crit class. I Googled like White Teeth. Lit. And White Teeth by Zadie Smith. I know, but just like Crest White Strips came up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Zadie Smith, cool, okay. So, yeah, uh, she's like, what do you mean? You want me to come talk on like this, this black lit panel with mm-hmm. these people who like are like heavy in the black circuit. She's mm-hmm. like, girl, I'm going to stick out like a thumb. Like nobody's going to fuck with me. Like these people no. don't fuck with my books. And she's like, you can listen. do it. And Cece's like, listen, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I say they fuck with your books, <laughs> they fuck with your books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me. So, yeah. I need you to come to this panel. So she she shows up and she's like, all right, let's do this. She's a little nervous, but we're going to do this. She's wearing mm-hmm. like this incredibly uncomfortable black dress, mm-hmm. you know, trying to look very nice, but also a little sultry because she is an erotica, you know, writer. Yeah. But she's very uncomfortable. She's over oh. this, but she's going to mm-hmm. do her best. So finally they sit down and the panel starts and, you know, she's she's kind of getting into the panel. Mm hmm. And this is where our story changes points of view. So it changes points of view mm-hmm. to our male protagonist. Yes. And Shane. Shane. Okay. Shane. Mm-hmm. So Shane and Eva know each other. Oh, We're going to okay. figure out how they know each other. I'm going to tell you. Oh. But they have known each other since they were teenagers. Um, okay. I think they met when they were 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact age. But Shane and Eva had seven crazy days in June. And this uh-huh. solidified everything about mm-hmm. who they are together. Okay. Um, and he's coming back to Brooklyn because he has come to a point in his life where he feels like he needs to see Eva. He feels like he needs to... Mm get this chapter of closure with her in a way. Mm -hmm. Shane is also a very esteemed writer. Shane was founded also by Cece. He was cleaning hotels and she found him Mm. and just knew he was going to be a star. (laughs) Um, And she's a publisher? That's her? Or she's an agent? Cece's everything at this point. That's (laughs) amazing. Just walks and into so, a room. You're going to be dis- an amazing yeah, author. Yeah, basically that's yeah. CC. She's just wow. discovered so many authors. All right, well, and good for so, her. Um, yeah, so, so. What kind of books does he write? Shane, how do I describe it? I'm going to describe how it's described in the books. Okay. They said that Shane's books are so beautiful. Ooh. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. You could be halfway through a scene, bawling your eyes out just mm-hmm. needing to know what happened next to the character only to find out at the end that there's no fucking plot. It's just, oh, I would hate him then. I hate books like that. That's but, so frustrating. but he's so damn good at it. And you just get so lost in how beautiful the book is. You mm-hmm. just, you have to read. And okay. he is very, very, he's one of those authors as well that he will release a book 
Mm-hmm. And then go into hiding for like six years. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden there's another novel and mm-hmm. you realize it's the same shit, but it's ripped your heart and your soul out and thrown it on the ground and stomped all over it. And you've fallen so in love with the characters. You don't even <laughs> give a shit that there's no plot. <laughs> okay. On top of that, Shane is a very, you know, he is a very attractive man. He's mm-hmm. also an enigma. He never does interviews. He mm-hmm. never shows up to panels and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's just not his thing. He hides okay. from other authors, you mm-hmm. know, like he doesn't want to be around them. Mm, interesting. So okay. everybody knows Shane because mm-hmm. he's very famous and he's mysterious, mm-hmm. but Shane doesn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And Shane has addiction problems. Mm. So because of his addiction problems, he often doesn't remember a lot of things. So there Mm. are people in this room. So like, for example, there's an author named, I think his name is Khalil. Mm -hmm. And he's a very pro-Black author. Mm -hmm. And he fucking hates Shane's guts. And Shane is like... Shane is that like, happened that Shane doesn't remember. I have no idea what I did. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I don't. Rough. He's like, I'm pretty sure he has one. a good reason to hate me, but I have no idea what he did. He's, he's like, like, I believe you, bro. I is, just don't know. He's like, the crazy part is sober. Like, he's not even the type of person I could see myself talking to enough to piss off. So I don't <laughs> know what I did. That's rough. Oh, Shane. So while she's in this panel, mm-hmm. And so he's the on the panel the, too? No, he's not on the no. panel. He just okay. shows the fuck up. He's just there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So while she's on stage in this panel, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, the room gets quiet and somebody goes, is that Shane Hall? Right? Mm-hmm. And she hears it. She hears it. And her heart fucking stops. And she looks at the back of the room and she sees him and she drops her mic. And she's like, oh Ooh. my God, right? And she says to herself, like the other authors are whispering, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody has a story about Shane yeah, and whether or not they fuck with Shane. Mm-hmm. And so they're whispering and she's like, um, she whispered under her breath, he came back and everybody was like, back? What do you mean? He was here before. She was like, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, <laughs> because he doesn't do interviews, bro. <laughs> hey, trying to, <laughs> to cover it up. Yeah. Yeah. And I so love the flusterment. Like she's that's not waiting. probably a word, but yeah. And then he starts talking about her books mm-hmm. and her characters in her book because somebody asked a question and the question was very like, it was just awkward. It's so he starts talking about her books. Right they get erotica. into like love it. this debate. They mm-hmm. get into like this debate inside Ooh. of the room going back and forth uh-huh. about each other's content. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that. Everybody in the room is radio silent because they're uh-huh. like, what the fuck is going is on? Happening? Yeah. We've been, we never see Shane out in the wild. Uh-huh. For two, we never see Eva out in the wild in these specific black AF spaces. Uh-huh. And this is like, what the fuck? And yeah. they're talking and it's obvious that they know each other, but they're uh-huh. saying they don't know each other. Like something is wrong here. Intrigue. Um, I love it. Yes. So after this, this running with Shane uh-huh. um, and you know, she runs out of the room, she goes home. Well, doesn't run out the room, but you know, the okay, thing is yeah. over, and mm-hmm. she's of, of course trying to avoid him. So of course she's going to go home. CC and there's another girl, but I'm mm-hmm. forgetting her name, um, but okay. they're always together. It's like CC and her and Eva. And okay. CC is like, how do you know Shane? Cause CC is like, listen, something is not adding up. Like, <laughs> 
Like, so no one knows a, about this. She's huh? like, I felt a lot of tension in this room. Yeah. You need to tell me like how you know Shane. Uh-huh. And she's like, me and Shane went to the same high school together. So okay. fast forward. I mean, rewind to the past. Okay. Um, oh, so when this Eva is, met okay, Shane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Eva is living in um in DC. Mm-hmm. With her mom. Okay. Her mom works at this club and is like dating the club owner. Okay. Eva has begged her mom several times not to bring these men home. Her mom doesn't listen. She does what she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, because. Well, and if that's what's putting food on the they're table drunk, as well. and They're this oh. and they're that. Uh-huh. And they often think that, well, if your mom does it, I have access to you oh, too. God. And she that's often horrible. has to fight them off. Oh, um, so, oh man. And so she wakes up one night, she, uh, you know, she was with her mom. She put her mom to sleep because her mom, same kind of thing where sometimes she gets the headaches, she gives her mom like mm-hmm. the pills, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. On top of that, she's been, she's been skimming drugs off of her mom or her mom's boyfriends mm-hmm. for fucking ever mm-hmm. since a very young age. So it's like, mm-hmm. she's no... You know, she's no um, stranger mm-hmm. to drug use yeah, or alcohol use. Mm-hmm. And so um, she goes out. One of her moms, her mom's current man is out there. Mm-hmm. He tries to come for her. She finds a way to get herself out of it and to pitting him, cracking him over the head with something and then running mm-hmm. to the bathroom and locking the door. Mm-hmm. He's screaming and yelling about it. Her mom comes out, calms him down, soothes him, then directs him back to the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then she waits till that happens before like, she goes back to her room or sneaks out of the house. Mm-hmm. So it's her first day at a new school. She doesn't know anybody. When she gets there, she decides that she needs to make a friend. So she's looking around and she sees this boy who mm-hmm. is like beautiful, you know, <laughs> he has, this boy he has very pretty yeah. skin. He has very pretty, pretty uh, hazel light eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, just like Sebastian does in her book. Oh, wow. and um, I wonder if that could be connected. He, she is, she sees him. And he's just reading a book and he's chilling. She's like, can I sit here? He's like, he just looks at her and doesn't say anything. So she's like, okay, I'll sit down. And he's Mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, he's an outcast. Nobody really fucks with Shane. And you'll find out later because they all think that Shane is batshit crazy. Um, So they kind of leave Shane the fuck alone. Mm -hmm. One of his arms is in a cast. She's Mm -hmm. like, what'd you do to get your arm in a cast? And he's like, I broke it myself. And she's like, oh. you didn't break your arm. You're just telling me that to make me stay away from you. And he's like, is it working? And she's like, <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? I have things that are wrong with me too. <laughs> things like that. Yeah. And he's like, okay. He's like, she's like, do you like to write? <laughs> I like to write. Are you any good? I'm pretty badass at it. And he's like, again, don't give a fuck. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and she's just still talking to him. And, um, I love that. Then she tells him, like, I decided that we're going to be friends. We're going to be best friends. And that's it. That's all. That's so great. And he's just kind of like, this girl is a weirdo. Uh Okay. Yeah. (laughs) 
I don't know if she's just playing a prank on me or this is like some weird shit, but I'll just, I'll uh-huh. just deal with it. Okay. So. He's a little charmed. Um, I can tell. He's they go charmed. to their first class. Mm-hmm. They're in class together. She gets there. Um, she is out of school in an urban area. She gets there. As soon as she gets there, the girls in the classroom start talking shit. They're like, oh, that bitch got a weave in her head. There's no way that's her real fucking hair. You know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she doesn't say anything. And then one of the girls like snatches her hair and cuts her ponytail off. Oh my God. And so she turns around and like pushes the girl, pushes her whole desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The girl gets out of the chair. Her boyfriend next to her is like, fuck that bitch up. So then the girl like, tries to like run up on her she's like oh i'm mm-hmm. gonna kill you and then oh, um shane stands up shane stands up and was like no don't fight her fight me you to the boyfriend and he's like what he's like huh he's like yeah fight me and um the girl is like uh-uh uh-uh y'all y'all know once shane start his shit i want nothing to do with it oh, and i'm like oh yeah because shane crazy as fuck that's why <laughs> so he's well like, she me. made friends with the right dude so, so I was um, like, the 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 dude said something he didn't ran up on shane so him and shane mm-hmm. are fighting she's fighting the girl Jeez. it's a whole thing shane takes his whole cast and like and like it's broken arm and like swings it and like oh slams God. dude's head into the floor. Like he's done Jeez. this mm-hmm. a lot, which is why mm-hmm. they said Shane yeah. gets involved. I don't want to be fucking involved. The mm-hmm. girl's mad that Shane knocked out her boyfriend. So she punches Eva in the face and knocks her out. Oh my gosh. This is the so first day of school. That's the wild. first day of her first day of school at that yeah. school. At that. Oh, okay. So Still. she wakes up in the hospital her and Shane are in the like same, you know, room, like mm-hmm. the divider. They, you know, they rewrapped his arm because of course mm-hmm. he fucked it up again because it sure. was healing. Yeah. You know, they got her stitched up and, and wrapped up. Mm-hmm. The other two people, their parents, you know, their guardians family came and got them. Um, but Shane, you know, he has a he has a foster family. He doesn't know his parents. Mm-hmm. He was an orphan. Mm-hmm. And um we already know that Eva at this t- point in time, her name is not Eva though. Mm. Her name is Genevieve. That is her real name. Oh, Genevieve, okay. Genevieve Mer- Mercy. Mm-hmm. Of course said with a French accent, but I'm not even going to attempt that. So, <laughs> cause they're yeah. Creole. Uh-huh. Their family's Creole. Yeah. And so, um, which explains the G and the S for, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so, uh while they're there okay okay Okay. now i'm getting she's like what's gonna happen now Mm -hmm. and he's like i don't know fuck it you want to run away with me oh like that's cute sure oh and so these two these two young adults Uh (laughs) young i'm gonna call them young adults because they didn't live some hard lives okay Uh so i don't think they're children they Sneak out of the hospital together. Mm-hmm. Um, they just leave mm-hmm. <laughs> and sneak out the hospital together. You know, Shane has his backpack full of his shit because Shane also sells drugs. So, like, mm-hmm. he has a backpack mm-hmm. full of drugs, you know, and he mm-hmm. does drugs. He has a backpack mm-hmm. full of drugs and they run off. Mm-hmm. So, 
during this time period, and like, I'm going to go a little bit like out of linear because I'm just going to tell you everything that happens in the time span of these seven days while they're together. Yeah. So during these seven days, she keeps getting calls from her mom back Mm -hmm. to back, back to back. She's not answering. It's been about three days. By the third day, she takes her phone and hooks it up on the charger downstairs. Mm -hmm. So when they first get there, um, where are they? You know, oh, he takes her to this mansion and she's like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? He mm-hmm. knows the code to the door. He knows everything. She does mm-hmm. not understand whose mansion this is or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you find out though, is that they go in, right? And they're hanging out and all this stuff and they do drugs and they drink mm-hmm. some and they pass out. Mm-hmm. And so when they pass out, somebody comes by the house mm-hmm. and it's this older woman who... Okay. Shane supplies with drugs. Mm-hmm. Also an older woman that I think he's been intimate with, which is why she lets him do what she wants. She is a rich socialite mm-hmm. um, who is also an adult who is mm-hmm. engaged and about to get married. And Shane is her drug dealer. And when These her parents some aren't in town- good adults in their life. Jeez Louise. When, yeah. And when her parents aren't in town, which because mm-hmm. this is her parents' house technically, because, you know, her her money comes from her family. Because mm-hmm. um, her parents are rarely ever there. They usually cross seas. Mm-hmm. She lets her druggy friends stay in the house. Mm-hmm. And so Shane goes there often to crash. When she gets there, she sees that he's with like another girl and she's mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, but she's kind of like, you know, I can't get mad. Like I'm a fucking adult. <laughs> like, and also he's engaged. My... And, yeah, yeah. And also engaged. <laughs> and stuff, like, yeah. you know, I, 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 I let my druggy friends use this house all the time. And mm-hmm. that, that applies to Shane and obviously whoever comes with them. Mm-hmm. And she sees them and they're lying there. So she goes down. She, you know, she goes under the bed where she keeps her stash, where she knows Shane supplies her stash. Mm -hmm. She gets out, you know, you know, the cocaine or drugs Mm -hmm. or whatever she wants. Mm -hmm. She goes downstairs to the bar. She takes out the fancy bottle of vodka that she knows Shane Mm -hmm. likes to drink. She puts it on the dresser (laughs) next Mm -hmm. to the girl. She sees that they're all beat up and bruised up. So she goes and gets like some peas out the freezer and she places it under their their heads and under their pillows. That's kind (laughs) of nice. So that the swelling could go down. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, she takes a shit and she did. She's like, (laughs) the cleaners are going to be here in a couple days anyway. So I'm not fucking shivering. I'm out. (laughs) Bye. So they wake up. Mm -hmm. Well, Shane wakes up first and he's like, what the fuck? Like, Mm -hmm. who put that vodka there? I don't know who put the vodka there, but I know I want to drink it. And my head is pounding because I am used to always being under the influence. So I like mm-hmm. want my vodka, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Eva saying that? No, that's Shane that's thinking Shane. it. Okay. Eva is got still it. asleep. So, oh, got it, got well, it, Genevieve, okay. but we're just going right. to call her Eva because okay. she's known as Eva now mm-hmm. as she's older. She kind of changed her name and then revamped mm-hmm. herself. So, um, yeah. So she's, he's trying to figure out how to get to the vodka without mm-hmm. waking her because mm-hmm. he's like watching her sleep and he thinks she's like the most beautiful person ever. Oh. And so he's trying to figure out how to reach to the vodka. And then finally she wakes up. She's like, how many more times are we going to do this? And she just picks up the bottle and gives it to him. And he's like, oh, hey, good morning. You know, <laughs> I got my drugs. <laughs> I'm alcohol mm-hmm. now, so I'm good. And um, then he... uh. He's like, 
are you okay? And she plays a prank on him and acts like she has amnesia and can't remember anything. And he's oh like, gosh. what's the last thing you remember? She's like, Cincinnati. He's like, what? So he goes, Cincinnati. <laughs> and Eva goes, yeah, it's in Ohio. Right? <laughs> so he starts That's freaking funny. out. And then she looks at him uh-huh. and says, you should have seen your face. And starts laughing. <laughs> and he's like, don't play with me like that. Like I was yeah. really scared. Aww. And so, you know, things are still happening. Mm -hmm. Neither one of them are a virgin, Mm -hmm. you know? So of course, while they're in the house, they're also like messing around. Mm -hmm. Um, She finds out, he finds out that like, while he uses all these drugs and alcohol to numb his pain, on top of that, he wasn't lying about repeatedly breaking his arm. Mm. He had... um, his step, he's lived with the the foster family and the foster mom was very kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they got into a car accident and she died. And mm-hmm. his only injury was that he broke his arm. Mm-hmm. And so after that, his foster father kind of didn't give a shit about him after his wife died. Mm-hmm. And um, he always kind of blamed Shane. Shane always blamed himself. So he would just break his arm repeatedly because he felt like that's kind of what he deserved in a way. Um, And so they're talking about that. She tells him like, she cuts herself, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Because sometimes that's the only thing that she could do to feel something. And so Mm -hmm. they're kind of, you know, they're having this trauma bonded Mm-hmm. kind of moment and experience right. while they're mm-hmm. inside this mansion yeah. playing hooky and doing whatever mm-hmm. the fuck you know they're playing hooky they're doing drugs mm-hmm. they're going swimming right he's hot wiring cars and they're going for drive to like mm-hmm. you know yeah uh, joy rides shit like that mm-hmm. um just living very very reckless mm-hmm. and so he starts asking her about her mom and she's like, well, don't talk bad about my mom. But she's like, but at the same time, like this, this, and this, he's like, why don't you like your mom's boyfriends? Mm-hmm. She tells him, Oh, because they hurt her. Do they hurt you? Sometimes the current one tried to hurt me the day I, I met you and I, I got away from him. So he asked her like, what's his name? Where does he work? things like that. Mm-hmm. And then he disappears for like two days. Oh no. Mm-hmm. He done went and found this man and beat his ass. And you find out later because later we get a, some scenes with, from the mom mm-hmm. and she is so reflecting on, um, when he broke up with her mm-hmm. and he just came back to the club and completely ignored her. And he mm-hmm. was fucked up. It's because Shane went and fucked him up and wow. probably told him, leave Eva and her mother alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Hmm. So he comes back and they know, he knows that she cuts herself, mm-hmm. but he also feels like he's not in the position where he can exactly stop her. So, uh, and she does it on her own, you know, and Mm -hmm. she does it on her own. Like she goes to the bathroom to sequester herself to do it. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay. So he asks, can I sit outside the door? Can Mm -hmm. I just be Mm -hmm. here for you? Mm -hmm. So one of the last nights that they're at this house, she's standing on the balcony 
like to the point that she's going to let herself fall. Like she's just thinking about like killing herself. And so he snatches her the fuck off the balcony and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Um, When she falls asleep that night, they did too many drugs. Mm -hmm. She overdosed. She wouldn't wake up. Mm -hmm. He didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, Eva falls asleep. And when she wakes up, she felt she smells a familiar scent. Mm-hmm. And a body wrapped around her. She notices that the scent is her mom. So she mm-hmm. opens her ma- her eyes. Her mom is there. She's in tears. There's police inside the room. Mm-hmm. The room looks pretty fucked up because at that moment where she was, where they were having that conversation about her talking about killing herself, mm-hmm. he told her like, "I'll do whatever for you. I will stay for you. I will." as long as you stay here for me, like do mm-hmm. not hurt yourself. Don't kill yourself. Like I'll stay here for you as long as you stay here for me. And mm-hmm. I promise you, I'll give you such much a better life and you don't have to worry about anybody hurting you ever, ever again. And I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you. Mm-hmm. And um, she believed them and she took out the blade that she would usually use to cut herself and sterilize the tip with alcohol. She would sterilize it anyway before she cut herself every time and burnt the end of the of the tip. And she tattooed a S in her skin with the blade and a G in his. Mm-hmm. And that was the last thing she did before she passed out. Mm-hmm. So when she woke up, of course, there's blood on the sheets. There's mm-hmm. empty alcohol bottles everywhere. There's evidence of drugs. Mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. she has a gauze wrapped around her arm they have her hooked mm-hmm. up to an iv mm-hmm. um the woman whose house it was i believe she's there now pacing oh, wow. yelling on the phone to whoever mm-hmm. it's a lot going on right and um after that eva went to a rehabilitation center mm-hmm. and um she was put in the psych ward and she thought uh, that she wasn't going to be able to still go to Princeton, mm-hmm. but they made something work out because she was already early admitted into Princeton oh, wow. and she did get into Princeton. Mm-hmm. And in her first year at Princeton, mm-hmm. she wrote Cursed mm-hmm. and then got very famous off of Cursed mm-hmm. at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um and didn't have to go to school anymore. Mm. She was so making she money. Didn't finish that book. Her. Mm-hmm. I don't think she finished. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but the fact of the matter is, she she made it big, right? Like, yeah, very very young. And okay, yeah. So fast forward many years later, you know, Eva. So she get... hasn't seen Shane since that no, day, since no. before she blacked out. Okay. Mm-mm. So in her mind, mm. he told her, I would never leave you. And then immediately and then left. he woke up and he was gone. Yeah. So... And then this, this moment at the panel is the first time she is seeing him since seeing then. Seeing him since she was 17. That's and, why... and how old is she now? Like in her 30s? It has to be if her daughter, I believe Audrey is in, she has to be in sixth or seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And so she has to be at least 10 by then, right? 
Right. So she has to be like, so that has to be at least a, at least 10 years, at least 10 years or more than that. Actually, maybe like 13. Her daughter is Shane's? No, her daughter's not Shane's. Oh. Because she actually, she got married to, to another, to another man mm-hmm. and she liked him. She said their life was great. But the only mm-hmm. thing is that her chronic illness, her mm-hmm. disability, the fact that sometimes she couldn't be touched, the fact mm-hmm. that she basically mothers from her bed because of it and things mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. it got to the point where they went to therapy and he basically said like i wanted a wife i didn't want a patient and um that's a horrible thing to say to someone they had to they got a divorce mm-hmm. and now he's married to someone that he really loves and does what oh you're right you said that him. she goes and visits her dad in california and stuff yeah i totally forgot all of that okay. yeah yeah you know, and her dad's not a bad guy or anything. Mm-hmm. It just, he just couldn't handle who Eva was mm-hmm. and the work that it took to be with her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which you find out later is one of the reasons why Audrey is so, so insistent and protective about her mom, you mm-hmm. know, because if you're going to love my mom, you have to, my mommy, you have to be very patient with her. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, uh, she hasn't seen him since then. That's and the wild crazy part for him is to show up there. They've been writing these books. Mm-hmm. And you know what's crazy as shit? Is that her series, Cursed, mm-hmm. is about her and Shane, right? Right. His, His book, book, Eight, Eight, the girl mm-hmm. inside of that book, yeah. is Eva. Wow. So they have literally been writing about each other. Mm-hmm. Low-key penning I hate you's and I love you's (laughs) to each other Uh for years. That's where we're going to end the story this week. But join us next week. Same time, same place, Sunday, 5 p.m., whatever streaming platform you find us on. Come back and you can hear the rest of this story. Um, Remember to rate and review. Buy the book if you can. Follow us on Instagram at Between the Spines Podcast. And give us those suggestions of books you want us to read or have Shelly read rather and tell to me. Uh, We will talk to you again next week.